Hi everyone, welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I want to apologize for the long absence. I truly did not mean to disappear for so long, but one week turned into a month, which turned into several as I designed and published the last two magazines and kept up with my responsibilities at home and work. If you are anything like me, you tend to say yes to a lot of things while trying to stay on top of what you already do. Life can get a little crazy and sometimes the things we want to do don't get done. I have made a plan for the next few months and I'm looking forward to having these little talks again, plus some great interviews as well. I am almost in shock that next week is already Christmas. It seems like it was just the start of fall yesterday, but here we are about to close out another year. I do want to take just a quick moment and say that the new edition of the Sit Still My Daughter magazine is available and packed with some incredible stories such as The Scottish Calling which tells of a woman who felt God calling her to the mission field, but was surprised to learn that it was Scotland, a land she already had fallen in love with. Often when we think of surrendering to missions, it will inevitably be a place we don't really like or even heard of, but that's not true. There is also a sweet story of a young girl who bought a doll that was a little roughed up, so she learned how to fix it herself. This led her to learn more and more until she realized that the dolls she restored were a wonderful illustration of God's amazing grace and the power he has to restore us no matter how broken we are. She started a nonprofit and gives the dolls she repairs to girls in foster care where they can have something of their very own to love. There is also a helpful article for all the mothers of toddlers entitled, how to get things done with a toddler. We know that children are a gift from the Lord, but sometimes it can be difficult to balance running a household and taking care of your children too. We will also share some delicious recipes, home decor tips, book reviews, Bible reading plans, and so much more. Supplies are limited, so if you haven't gotten your copy yet, you might want to check it out. The link will be in the show notes. This also makes a beautiful gift for a friend as well, and there is still time to mail it before Christmas. All right, let's go ahead and transition into our topic for today, which is the book of James. I once heard it said that this little book of five chapters seems to have the entirety of the Bible tucked inside. And in many ways, that is true. We find verses on the tongue to count it all joy, to ask God for wisdom, to treat people with kindness and to have faith. I decided that I wanted to make my way through the entire book as my quiet time. I simply read a few verses each day and meditated on the truths I found. So today I just want to highlight some of the ones that stood out to me and I hope they will be a blessing and a challenge to you as well. The first one is from James chapter 1 verses 2 through 4. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. The word used for temptations was interesting to me as I read the definition. A state of trial in which God brings his people through adversity and affliction in order to encourage and prove their faith and confidence in him. No one likes trials. In fact, many of us would do almost anything to avoid it, but we do ourselves no favors when we run from the trial. You see, a trial is an opportunity to grow. Gold can only be refined when it is put in the fire, and we too must face the fire if we are to grow into the image of our God. But you know, there is something precious about facing the fire. When gold is being refined, the goldsmith remains right there 
throughout the whole process to ensure that everything goes as it should. What a precious thought for us that when we are in the fire, our Heavenly Father is right there with us, abiding with us and ensuring that nothing happens that was not his will. Listen to the definition of temptations again, to encourage and prove their faith and confidence in him. As we come through the storms, we are reminded again and again that God is faithful. He is exactly who he says he is. And we can grow in our confidence and move forward with surety. James also seems to take this idea to another level. The trying of our faith worketh patience. This word means constancy under suffering in faith and duty. Wow, what a, what a challenge to us. God wants us to be constant no matter what we face because our life has purpose. It is not to merely exist, but to accomplish the tasks he has set aside specifically for us. This means that our life has meaning, and that includes every season, every valley, and every bump. It all has a point. A life lived without God is meaningless and empty, but when we belong to him, we have the ability to live a consistent life no matter what happens because we understand that he is always good. What's interesting, though, is what happens when you combine this idea of patience with the word perfect. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Perfect in this context means complete, finished, that which has reached its end. When we are constant, we will become complete, finished, as we reach the end of our life. Life will shape us, but we control how. Whether it is good or bad, we must trust in the goodness and faithfulness of our God, allow him to remove the things that don't belong in our life, and know that every suffering has a purpose. Like Job, his sufferings flushed out his imperfections and made him stronger in the end. May we realize that suffering and trials are not meant to hurt us. They have a purpose, and as we go through the fires, May we take comfort in the knowledge that our loving God is right there with us, cradling us in his almighty hand. The next little truth I want to share is also found in chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low, because as the flower of the grass he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withereth the grass, and the flower thereof falleth, and the grace of the fashion of it perisheth. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. So often riches are associated with a good life, that if you have enough things, you're doing okay. But did you know that God will judge us according to our behavior, not our belongings? Being rich or poor is not a bad thing. What matters to God, though, is how we live. He won't judge us according to what we have collected, but by the character we live by. How we live our life matters. If we spend it on things or wanting more, never content with what he has given us, then we have wasted our life. Our goal should always be to become more like the Lord Jesus. And that means spending time in his word, letting him refine us and remembering that everything that happens is for our good to develop the things we are lacking or remove what is holding us back. We must choose our pursuits carefully. We only have one life to live, so spend it pursuing Christ. 
In chapter 1, verse 18, we find a third truth. I know, chapter 1 alone had so many riches all its own, I promise we will move on soon. But verse 18 says, Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Take a moment to stop and ponder this amazing truth. The God who was, is, and will be formed you with his own hand in his own own image. He wanted you to exist. Your life was given to you by God, and that means it matters. I sometimes think we forget that our life was not an accident. It had purpose. The world needed you, unique you. Satan does his best to try and distract us from this truth by telling us we're worthless. What is the point of living? What good am I? But we need to remember as children of God, formed in his likeness, that we have value because he formed us. He spoke us into being, not to fill space, but to accomplish his will on earth, which is why we take the time to know him more through his word. I pray that the next time you get discouraged or wonder if you matter, that you will remember this truth that God wanted you to exist because he made you. Chapter 2 holds our next truth in verses 18 through 20. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. We have heard these verses often, but do we realize what is being stressed? Faith is linked to action. James tells them that faith without works is dead. Why? I believe that people can only know our faith when it is lived out. When you read Hebrews 11, our hall of faith, we read about people whose faith moved them to action. They believed, therefore they did. Abraham moved his family on the belief that God would give him a land and a child that would bless all nations. Rahab risked her life to save the spies because she believed in the one true God. Noah believed God when he said a flood was coming and he built an ark. Faith is the root of action. It is what others see. The world needs to see our faith and they can only see it when we live it out day by day. Let's be a people who act on our faith and bring glory to the Father because we know that without faith, it is impossible to please him. Our next truth is found in James chapter 4 and the first part of verse 8. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Draw nigh to God. I find this phrase so comforting and wonderful because it implies that God wants us to come to him to draw as close as we desire. It is not forbidden ground. Think about it, that God of the universe wants and invites us to know him, to draw near and worship him. In response, he will draw nigh to us. No other religion serves a God that wants to be known by the people. It is all about what we need to do for them, but God longs to be known by us and to know us. I hope that you are seeking him. I know that this seems to be the theme today, pursuing God, but that is a worthy theme, spending time with God and knowing him. 
This is what it's all about, drawing close to the one who loves us with an everlasting love, who gives us purpose and strength for each day. In the end, it is all about him. So I want to encourage you to carve out that daily time to know him better. He's waiting for you. And our final truth is found in chapter 5, verses 7 through 8. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he receive the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Patience is probably one of the least favorite words in the English language, often because it's synonymous with waiting, and sometimes denial. James tells the believers, us included, that we need to be patient for the coming of the Lord. Just as the husbandman, like a farmer, patiently waits for the fruit to ripen and is rewarded for it, so we will be rewarded when our Lord returns and we will find that it was worth it all. To be patient means having the ability to keep the goal in mind when things get difficult and remember the why. It can be hard when we are in the midst of suffering to remember God's promises and that heaven will make it all worthwhile when we see his precious face. But that is where patience comes into play. It is a quiet strength to keep going, to endure and wait because the goal is always worth it. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Again, I want to mention that if you have not gotten your copy of the Winter 2021 magazine, please check it out at sitstillmydaughter.com. It makes a great gift. We also have a year subscription, which is a gift that gives all year long. Have a wonderful day, my friends. I pray you have an amazing week. And don't forget to carve out that essential time to be still so you can know God and let him change you into the image of himself.